Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our radio row coverage continues here at Super Bowl 58 Live in Vegas. We're brought to you by the Low T Center, Deepest Quality Moore Injury Attorneys, Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino. Uh, we welcome a super agent. Lee Steinberg joins us here in the program. Lee, how are you? I'm it's peachy. Um, you know, it's Radio Row. Tomorrow we have our big party, and I got a quarterback uh, climbing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. And uh, he's been in four of the last five. Uh, when you when you ended up getting the deal done to represent him, do you think you were going to be this successful with him? You know, I thought he was a special player. I thought he was especially gifted. I thought he had a fine brain, um, and his dedication was evident. Um, what no one could have predicted is I thought he was going to be great and sensational, but not in his first year of starting. Right, right. And th- that was the part that was surprising because that normally is a year where uh, the quarterback lines up over center, uh, over guard instead of center. He yeah. throws interceptions. The field moves real fast. So that was uh, surprising. Did uh, is a client like him that becomes a superstar? Is that easier because you just all the side deals and all that they just come pouring in? You don't necessarily have to go out and try to attract interest, or, or is it way harder because there is so much to sift through? It's the, well, remember Patrick didn't do many endorsements the first couple of years. Um, it's it's the Super Bowl and the power of the playoffs. The games are played in front of. Last weekend, 60 million people. Um, this next, um, uh, you're talking about a Super Bowl that will have record people. So what happens is this experience escapes the narrow genre of hardcore football fans to reach out to all of America. People who never watch a football game during the season will watch this game. People get caught up. The story runs on not just the front page of the paper or the sports page, but the food section and the entertainment section and all the rest of it. So it transcends any normal event. So if a player plays dramatically in this game, when it ends, they can go into the celebrity-making machine and early morning talk shows, late night talk shows, People Magazine, and it builds that. I remember I was with uh, Troy Aikman when he won his first Super Bowl, and we're in the limo driving back to the hotel, and I said, Troy, do you know what just happened? He said, yes, we won the game. I said, no. When you entered the game, you were Troy Aikman, good quarterback. You're leaving Troy Aikman, superstar. Right. And he said, no, no, no. And then we tried to get out of the car, and he was totally overwhelmed and swarmed with people. So you can watch it change that quick. Have you been impressed by how well Patrick handles it all? Very grounded, very grounded. Um, You know, uh, very focused on the engine that pulls the train, performance on the field. And uh, um, this is... You know, thank his parents, thank his own internal character, uh, you know, and and tenacity. How great is it? I know we talked, uh, I think it was down in Miami, uh, about the the draft process and knowing that the Chiefs had some interest. And how great is it that he's been married up to an offensive coach like Andy Reid, a guy that that, that, that's helped his career immensely? Well, start with the fact that you've got continuous ownership by the Hunt family. Um, and Lamar was at the top, was a visionary, and 
Clark just continued on. So you have complete stability. Then you have a gifted front office with Brett Beach, who understands everything about evaluating players, drafting, training, signing, roster composition. Uh, And then you have Andy Reid, a quarterback whisperer. And so the difference in the ability to be with a franchise like that, it's a major difference in the life of a key player. It It seems like from the outside it's been super easy, you know, one getting his first big contract done after the rookie contract, which is kind of it kind of does itself, but you know to get that one done and then quietly, no one sees it coming, an extension that redoes the deal and puts him back towards the top. I mean, has it been as seamless as it looks like to those of us on the outside? Well, first of all, I have a very great uh, co-agent, Chris Cabot, who's very dedicated and talented, um, but the whole process is easy. I've known Kansas City forever because I started with uh, with someone named Mark Bailey back in the 79 and then I went to Brad Buddy in 1980 and then uh, Derek Thomas and then Jerron Cherry and then Nick Lowry and then uh, Tony Gonzalez. So um, I've been aware of the whole situation. It's very comfortable. It's uh, maybe as good a sports town as there is in the country and and very focused. Yeah, and we're talking to Lee Steinberg here in the program. How long do you think Patrick wants to play? Oh, I think he'll make that decision. You know, I'll let him speak to that. Sure. Um, but um, the fascinating thing is that um, he's 28. Tom Brady didn't stop playing until he's 45. <laughs> I, I doubt very many players would want to do that. And all that, and, and Patrick needs to be able to speak for himself on sure. issues like that. But but it is uh, amazing to think Tom Brady did kind of rewrite the rules. You know, it seems like you, you need somebody like Wayne Gretzky came and everyone realized, oh, you can score 200 points in a season, right? Then Mario Lemieux came behind him. You think quarterbacks are going to play longer now that Tom Brady's shown it can be well, done? Well, it's... Not just that. It's that we have breakthrough developments in health, wellness, healing. So tomorrow at our, I'm doing my 37th Super Bowl party, and we'll have an exhibit of hyperbaric oxygen and stem cell. We have a concussion conference where we'll have uh, folks uh, uh, explore prevention, awareness, and cure with a group of neurologists. So the the actual ability to recover quicker is going to be enhanced and the ability to have more productivity in those final last moments of the game. We're, we're showing off all those texts tomorrow. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. We're talking to Lee Steinberg. Time for our final four. Four quickies brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. Uh, Lee, I'll start you with this. What's your prediction on the game? Um, I think it comes down to the fourth quarter or the last drive, uh, and I'll pick Kansas City 27-26. I like it. I like it. How many championships do you think Patrick Mahomes will win when his career is all said and done? Um, I have no prediction. None? None. None? Uh, three plus. How about that? Um, y- you know, Patrick is a really mature client. He can speak uh, uh, for himself, and I'm not going to superimpose my 
thoughts. Okay. Uh, who's been the uh, the best uh, general manager to work with over the years? You got one that, you know, maybe not, not like yet, just like you have the best camaraderie with, and I don't know, maybe you well, get the most dinners with. Well, Brent Veach is really good. That's good um, to hear. We're, um, he's really good. I had a, uh, you know, I've been with uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys since Troy Aikman started. Yep. I had Steve Young with the 49ers, which was Carmen Policy. And Ed DeBartolo. Everywhere you have a critical player, you sort of have a more unique relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. Where's your final one? Where's your uh, favorite city for a Super Bowl? As far as? For playing a Super Bowl. Best town for playing a Super Bowl. Um, They're doing pretty good here. I'll say that. Las Vegas. But have you considered the fact this is Las Vegas? (laughs) Five years ago, there was no one who thought – uh, that 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 wall between pro football and gambling would ever fall, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. Um, it, uh, I thought Los Angeles did a great job. Okay, probably the most prototypical city will be New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, back there next but year. the problem is the bars never close. Yeah, yeah, that is a problem. They don't close here either, though. So that could be a problem as well. That's true. So. Lee, hey, thanks so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Have a, a great party. I know the, all the work you put into it, and everybody loves it. So uh, have a great party tomorrow. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Welcome back here in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Seren Petro with you as our coverage of Super Bowl 58 here on uh, Radio Row continues. Uh, we're brought to you by our friends at the Low T Center, Deepest Quality More Injury Attorneys, uh, Hollywood Casino, and Greenlight Dispensary. And we got a chance to talk to a man who will call the game on our very airwaves, Sports Radio 810 WHB. He and our good buddy Kevin Harlan will be on the call. You'll hear it right here on 810. Let's talk to Kurt Warner, uh, MVP, Hall of Famer, all-around swell guy. Uh, Kurt, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I just got here. Just got here last night, so I'm ready to take this all in and uh, and hopefully have a great game. I know you're here representing uh, Bingo Blitz. Tell me, what, what do we got going on with Bingo Blitz? I tell you what, you know, Super Bowl week to me is all kind of about the, the bingo moments. I don't know if you grew up playing bingo. I yeah. grew up playing bingo, and there was nothing better when you hit that last uh, yeah, last spot on the card and you're standing up. Bingo! Kurt, I don't know if you know this. We have a speaker at my home, and I'm the bingo okay. master. We bring okay. all the nieces and nephews over. I did not know And that. I have a microphone. Right. And, and I call I'm out sure the numbers. I'm the king. prizes that you give yes, out every do. time. And so, uh, Papa, my father-in-law, exactly. Gives out the so we're kind of celebrating the bingo moments. You know, I had my bingo moment in the Super Bowl. You know, Malcolm Butler, uh, Julian Edelman. I mean, you, you can think back to all those iconic plays, those bingo plays. And so, I'm here representing Bingo Blitz, and we want to see some bingo moments, but we also want to create a bingo moment. So, if you go and, and download the free app for Bingo Blitz, and you sign up for an account, if one of these defenses sets a Super Bowl record for eight sacks. They blitz their way to eight sacks. One of those account winners is going to win a million dollars and have their bingo moment. So it's kind of cool because, you know, you think about the Super Bowl, and that's what you think about, those iconic bingo moments that players get. Who's going to get it this weekend in the Super Bowl? But hopefully one of those uh, account holders will get their bingo moment. Well, well. let's be clear. These are two top five defenses. These are two, you know, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa. These these are defenses that can get after it. You you know, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, well, that's the thing. The 18 chiefs that couldn't stop a cold, you know, these defenses can come after the quarterback. You have that opportunity. And, you know, you think about it too, because I know sometimes you think eight, well, seven has happened four times in the Super Bowl, and eight happened five times this season alone. So it can happen, uh, but, you know, that's what it's all about is, you know, see a bunch of guys having, you know, those sacks, those bingo moments, and then, 
Yeah, we're hoping somebody goes home with a million bucks. That would be great. Yeah, that would be that great. That would be a nice bingo card to, to hold up, wouldn't I, it? I like it. I like it. The Bingo Blitz app. All right, everybody get it. You got your shot at a million dollars. So uh, that, that just adds to the enjoyment of the game. Uh, what do you think we're going to get? Are we going to get up and down? Or are we going to get, because you know, we mentioned two good defenses, but two yeah. very good quarterbacks? Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game, kind of like the Chiefs have played most of the year. Um, like you said, two good defenses, you know, the – the offense of Kansas City, although have been good in moments, they just haven't, to me, put it all together. I, I, hard for me to believe that all of a sudden they're going to explode for 35 points, especially against a solid defense. And then I, I really like the Chiefs' defense. I, I feel like they've, you know, we don't talk about them enough and what they've done this year. And so, uh, you know, Brock, if they've got to throw the football, I believe, believe it's going to be tough. Can they run the football against the Chiefs? Obviously, we know with Christian McCaffrey and the team, that they can do that. But I believe that's going to be the key. If they got to drop back and throw it, I think it's going to be a tough day for uh, a tougher day for Brock Purdy. Uh, so about running the football. But I think it'll be low 20s uh, type of game. Brock Purdy, if anybody is Kurt Warner in yeah. the story, it's Brock Purdy. Right. I, was this probably I'm the 900th guy. <laughs> hey, look, I got this clever question. I'm going to compare you to Brock Purdy. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, he set a 49ers record for passing yards. He threw 31 touchdowns. Yep. The guy's been outstanding. He was an MVP candidate, 9.9 yards per attempt. Right. Uh, which is something you did. You came out and everyone's like, good yeah. Lord, they're going down the field. But he's still, there's kind of this, well, I don't know if he can hang with Patrick Mahomes. Right. That, that's the parallel to your career. When did you feel like you got the respect? And yeah. not maybe the respect. I know you, the respect card gets played a lot, but, you know, you quit having to prove yourself. Right. It's like, you know what, he's just a damn good quarterback. Forget about the story behind right. it. Right. It takes a while. You know, I interviewed Brock, and I told him, I said, you know, I had the stock boy uh, label for a long time. He's got Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant. It takes time to prove that. But, you know, I think there's a couple things that, to me, stand out differently. So, first, my first year in the NFL – you know, I did things that, that really hadn't been done before outside of Dan Marino. So, you know, my season was so far out there from other people that I think it automatically gave me some notoriety. And then the th- second thing was I played the game like everybody else played the game at that time. You know, the, the players that were in the league, you know, the Troy Aikman-type players, you know, were, were drop-back passers. I think when you look at Brock, there's two things, right? You know, his stats, as great as they were, I thought he had the best quarterback season of anybody this year. But they're kind of in the mix of other guys, so he didn't, like, blow everybody out of the water. And then the second thing is the nature of our game now is, you know, Brock's, you know, again, I won't say a, a non-athlete because he's shown his athleticism, but he doesn't fit the mold of Patrick or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. And so just from a physical standpoint, it's not the same as everybody else. So it's easy for us to all see and go, okay, he's not the same athlete that those guys are. And there's no doubt. I don't think he's going to argue, hey, I'm the same athlete that Lamar Jackson is. But because of the nature of how the quarterback position has gone, he's kind of the outlier now. You know, the, the guy that's playing more in the pocket, the guy that doesn't have the cannon arm or the huge size. And so that's another reason I believe he's not getting the respect because we're looking at the quarterback position differently than we did when I came on the scene. When I came on the scene, I was a drop-back passer. That's what the league was all about. So I, I believe I've got, I got more recognition early you know, from that than Brock gets because he's just like, oh, nope, doesn't measure up. He doesn't run as fast, doesn't throw it as hard. He's not as big. Instead of just going, man, guy's played a year and a half, and he's been awesome. Like He's been as good as any quarterback in the league in that year and a half. Why can't? We just say that's what it's all about is production, and he's been as productive as anybody. And, and let me try this one. See, maybe this this is a new path. Your career also similar to Patrick Mahomes in the sense that immediately you came in, weapons everywhere, 
big numbers, and then later in your career maybe had to say, well, I can't just sling it all over the yard. Sure. i got to manage the game. We've seen Patrick Mahomes have to, oh, i got a downshift here. Hang on. Right. We're, we're Come out of fifth gear and let's yeah. slow down a little bit, and i got to play a little position football. How yeah. impressed have you been with, with, with what he's done? Like, for me, taking sacks was like, I know that like, sounds like the dumbest <laughs> thing, but you know he was yeah. so great against Baltimore at throwing it away for three quarters, yeah. not taking negative plays. And fans like, oh, that's awesome. Look at yeah. him. We're going to come back. You know, they got, but then in the fourth quarter, he held on to it, something he doesn't want to do because right. he doesn't want to lose one play, and he, take, and he takes sacks to keep the clock ticking, and he plays the ultimate game management yeah. style. It, it is. It, did you have that? Was it, it, it's a little impressive. Bit, you know, I really had that my year in New York more right? than I did. The other, other places I were, we were kind of still a, a pass-first team, never really had a defense like this Kansas City defense. So we still did. But that year in New York, yeah, Tom Coughlin wanted to play more three yards in a cloud of dust, and we had a decent defense, and we're – Okay, we're a good running team on offense. So it was more of that. You have to change your entire mentality from make every play. You know, so most of my career was like I didn't care if I threw interceptions. I was going to attack, attack, attack. I was going to throw it down the field. I was going to put pressure on the defense, all of that stuff. And then I get to New York, and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, I get to throw only on third down. And, you know, even in situations we're going to play it close and let our defense win games. Like, what is this? But I think what's impressive about Patrick is that he's able to find that balance. Like, he'll play that way unless he needs to be aggressive, and that's the hard thing. Usually it's like you get into the mode of being conservative and you always play conservative, or you get in the mode of playing aggressive and you always play aggressive. He's really found a nice balance of, hey, I'll, I'll take my moments and be aggressive when it's out there, and then he does a great job of going, but, hey, I don't need to be aggressive right here, even though that's how I've always played and can probably make this play – I'll go ahead and take the sack or I'll throw this away and allow the defense to play for me. So I, I think that balance and maturity has been really, really impressive for a guy that really has come out going, hey, I throw it, I attack, this is who I am, and then to have to make that shift within a season has been pretty impressive. The newest of all the weapons is Rasheed Rice. He's the rookie of both both the 49ers or, or the Chiefs. What do you what do you see in Rasheed Rice as a wide uh, receiver? I, I like him. Um, you know, the ironic thing is I was breaking down the game this week. I feel like if you look at these two teams, they're built very similarly in how they use certain weapons. So Rasheed Rice, to me, is the Debo Samuel of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to th- see a bunch of quick th- screens, quick throws, keep him on the move. He's the run-after-catch guy for this team. And that's where I think he's been so valuable is that this is a team that doesn't necessarily have the offense to develop to continue to attack down the field. So we had to figure out what we were going to be, and he's been a great piece where, man, get the ball out and allow him to make plays for Patrick instead of Patrick having to make every play for those guys. So I really like what I've seen. I think he'll continue to develop and become more complete, but I like the role that he has and how it plays into this offense. We mentioned the game management part of the equation, which, by the way, is not a negative. You have to man- You can't be great <laughs> unless you manage the game. Now maybe you can be a playmaker on yeah. top of that, but – Patrick Mahomes has had to do that, but Andy Reid's had to do it. Yeah. I, for me, looking at it, it feels almost like it's been harder for Andy Reid. You know, he kept he kept trying it with Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, other guys, and they finally just seem to have said. And injuries played a role in this as well. Listen, we're scaling that down. The defense yeah. holds. Butker's automatic for three. Right. Let's not leave three off the board by taking a couple of penalties or having a turnover. And let's play. Yeah. You know, a style of football that he hasn't played for a long time. Right. I bet you know coach is great i mean he does a great job and you know it's why he's you know gonna go down lock hall of famer when it's all said and done 
but the ability to evolve, you know, whether it's evolving from one place to another place and, and being great or the weather to evolve, you know, because when he was in Philly, there were times that they were winning with defense, times they had to win with offense, and the same thing here. Like, understanding what your team is and who you are and how you can win and then finding ways to manufacture wins differently. I, I think that's what's always most impressive about a player, specifically a quarterback or a coach, is to go, hey, what do we got this year? What's this 53 look like, and how do I get to the Super Bowl with this 53? And it's hard for a lot of people because a lot of people are just like, this is all I know. So if we're going to win, we got to win this way because I don't know how to do it any other way. And then to be able to shift and move based on, on, on what you have as a team, that to me is always impressive. And I think that's always speaks volumes about players and coaches when you see them go, oh, man, they can find ways to win, even doesn't doesn't look conventionally like what they've done throughout most of their career all right i know you'll call the game uh so i won't ask you who's gonna win but what type do you think we're gonna get up tempo and lots of points are we gonna grind it out defensively uh yeah is is, is that is that get overplayed and just you get into a game and it becomes what it becomes yeah i think i don't think you ever know especially in the super bowl but i think the nature of super bowls are usually lower scoring type games as they're feeling it out and as you know, it's slower to get into a rhythm. You know, I was talking to Patrick this past week, and you think back to his three Super Bowls, they really struggled in the first half of every one of those Super Bowls and kind of had to come back and, and make their plays late. And so I think that's usually the nature of a Super Bowl is it's a slower-moving, slower-paced game. I look at these two teams and I say, San Francisco's going to win. I think they have to run the football. So that's going to slow the pace down. I only get to throw it all over the yard. And then Kansas City not being a high-powered offense – I believe it's, you know, a, again, a mid, mid-20s mid game, low-20s type game, back and forth, and it'll probably come down to one of these teams having to make that play on the final drive or they're late in the game to, to win it. We're talking to Kurt Warner here on the program. Time for our final four. Four quickies brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care. 435 in all weekdays, 8 to 7, Saturdays, 8 to 2. You can learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. I'll start you with this. All right. First of all, how many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes win in his career? How do you say that? The guy's 28. It's funny. I didn't start my first game till I was 28. He's got a chance to win three by the time he's 28. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him match Brady. Let's go seven. Okay. Uh, how long do you feel like? I'm not asking you to have – I don't think you have any inside information. If you do, feel free to share with me. <laughs> but how long do you think Andy Reid coaches? Uh, you know, I saw something this week where he just seemed like, uh, you know, he was still enjoying it. He was still loving it. I think when you've got a quarterback like Patrick and you enjoy that relationship um, – I, I think you know. I, I'll say, I'll say five, six more years. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be able to play out the entirety of Patrick's career, but but I think he'll want to to make a solid run here while Patrick's still young. All right, what table game do you enjoy the most? We're in Vegas, betting, gambling. Where 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 do you? Man, what table game? Uh, you know, I'm not very skilled in it, so I would probably just go blackjack okay. uh, if I'm not playing bingo, right? I don't have bingo in these <laughs> casinos, but I would go with the bingo that's much safer. Uh, doesn't it doesn't involve as much skill there, so uh, so I might go that route. All right, and we mentioned uh, bingo blitz, yes. uh, right? Uh, everybody can get it. They're shot at a million dollars. Blackout or just traditional bingo when you do play bingo? Just the line across or get the whole card, which do you prefer? Well, uh, you know, if I've won a few... 
then we'll go to the blackout, right? <laughs> then we'll go to the blackout. But you know, you want to get in there and have every opportunity. It doesn't really matter. I just want to have my bingo moment, and you know, because when I was a kid, I would go to church with mom, and she would buy all the cards, but I'd get to keep all the winnings. So that, to me, was what it was all about. Yeah. How many times can I win? This is my spending cash for the week or the month or the year. And so uh, so I didn't care. Whatever it was that filled my card so I could take home 25, 50 bucks, I was all in. Stone cold winner. That's yes, what he is. That's Kurt what it was all about. Kurt, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great call. You got it. Enjoy the game. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we are live at Radio Row in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, our coverage is brought to you by Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino. Deep Pasquale Moore Injury Attorneys in the Low T Center. Do you know your numbers, guys? Go to the Low T Center. Uh, go to lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked right now. Get your appointment set at lowtcenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Uh, we welcome the best in the business, the voice of America, CBS, TNT, and, of course, he'll have the call of Super Bowl 58 for Westwood One right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kevin Harlan is with us. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm great. How has Las Vegas treated you? You know, it's been fantastic, and I think we're going to be here a lot for the Super Bowl because it's a town that knows how to put on an event, and this really yep. isn't a big deal for them. So everything has actually been really, really smooth. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not shocked by that, but uh, now that I've experienced it, they've done a great job. I had uh, I was in town last Sunday and had a speaking engagement with Kurt Warner, and we were here. And as we were going back out to the airport, we were commenting to each other just how smoothly everything had gone. I mean, it's... Uh, it really is a breeze, a city that is set up for just this kind of thing. Few cities can handle it, and for those cities, it's the biggest thing that hits that city. For this city, for Las Vegas, uh, they see this like every week. So yeah. they are prepared. You're right. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a Thursday for them. You know, you need cars to take people around. They got a million cars. You need a million hotels. They got a million hotels. They literally have everything, and it's just a matter of scheduling it, and they're ready to go. So it, it has been great, and uh, so I give great. And you know, the NFL's done a great job as well. But Vegas has really shown itself to be America's premier, you know, destination, event destination location. So uh, it's been great, and uh, certainly looking forward to the game. And uh, what do you think, Kevin? Uh, we, 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 you know, the storyline that I hear from everybody when I ask them who's going to win, they tell me most of them say the Chiefs. But I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. It is simple as if it's as simple as that, they would have beaten the Bucks. Or is it because there's no Tom Brady? Now it is just Patrick Mahomes wins. Well, Mahomes is larger than life, and clearly is on a path of, of immortality, almost in terms of NFL career. I mean, he's just. He's just really started, and he's already got the two MVPs and the two Super Bowl titles, and more to come at halftime of his career. Basically, he's 28 years old, and I think you'd have to begin any conversation about this Super Bowl with him. Uh, I think it begins with him. It may end with him. It's the middle that's going to get a little conflicted. I I think that uh, there'll be things about what San Francisco does that will be uh, very solid and every bit as good as what the Chiefs do. And uh, and that's where I kind of begin to try to struggle back and forth with gaining a, a lead on where this game may head because when I look at it and to put the numbers down and you watch the tape, which we've done a lot of here over the last 10 days, um, you see counters for each team, something the Chiefs do well, their defense can stop, something the Niner defense 
um, doesn't do well, the Chiefs may have a chance to exploit, but then they've got all pro players at each level, and then vice versa. When the Niners have the ball and their young second-year quarterback is out there, will he be this, you know, messed up with um, you know, coverage changes at the last second? He's quick to process, uh, but this is the Super Bowl with a lot more pressure on him. Um, but can the Chiefs handle McCaffrey? Uh, I don't know if they've seen a running back like him this year. So, you know, you go back and forth, and I think that's what, that's what makes this game so great is it's, it, it may seem on the outside easy to predict and look at. When you dig into it and, and get into various layers, it, it becomes a lot more challenging, and I think that's, that's what's going to make it very, very close. Uh, one of the things uh, that was kind of a, um, a storyline uh, during the playoffs was that Andy Reid was considering retirement, although he never he never said anything like that. It was put out there, and now consistently he's been asked that, and he's you know everybody is saying he's going to be back. Um, I, I do like that that storyline it got squelched right away, but we are getting down to the end of it where like. There's only these two teams. There's only this one game. People are looking for storylines, and so they go reaching for some things, like whether or not Andy Reid's going to be back. Their finish to this year shows that he's still at the top of his game. Even though they had a bumpy road, the fact that he could right the ship on a year like this shows that Andy Reid is still as malleable and flexible in what it is and, and willing to figure out what his team has and coach to those strengths. This will be his best accomplishment with having done that. Do you agree that this will be the – Right now, the, the shiniest jewel in his crown if he wins this one? Well, trying to defend a championship is, is the single most difficult thing to do in sports. But they survived the season. They won the division again. They went on the road and won two games. I mean, they're, they're clearly the Chiefs are clearly peaking at the right time. And a lot of that is the maneuvering of the head coach, how he conducts practices, meetings, and the whole culture surrounding the team. Um I got to be honest, you know, when I started seeing this, I said, why would Reed, with his quarterback at 28, a generational talent, and him and, and I, from all we know, very good health, mid 60s, uh, a long way to go in life, um, and he's a football lifer, and there's no doubt about that. Why in the world would you leave, and a perfect front office to work with, like an owner who bends over backwards for the team? They do everything first class. Uh, a general manager who is a rising star, if not at the very top of the heap in terms of drafting and signing players off the street, why in the world would you leave what probably is the best situation for any head coach in the NFL? Um, and you've got the quarterback, which always seems to be the number one thing when a job opens up. One of the things that Jim Harbaugh was so attracted to with the Chargers was he's got a great quarterback already in place and um you know I, I think that's a big deal and i think these coaches think it's a big deal because they're too hard to find so in terms of him leaving i i i, I just can't see it like i said if all things being equal he's a lifer this is all he this is it's like it's his hobby now i know he puts in hour upon hour that that are just excruciating and there is time away from home and i get all those stories but when you sign up for a job in the nfl that's what you're facing. I don't know what else he would do. Um, and I think that's kind of what he asks himself in the mirror every morning. Uh, where else would I rather be coaching this kid and, and playing under this ownership and getting players that will fill this roster with a, with a cutting-edge general manager? Um, and then to do what he's done, 
you know, change the way that Mahomes is playing a little bit here as the season has wound down, uh, expanded the role of Rice. And when I say those two things, I mean, Mahomes is getting the ball out quicker than he ever did during the regular season. And because of that, there's not as much stress on the line. The interception rate is zero compared to the 14, a career high in the regular season. And they're using Rice much like they use Debo Samuel in San Francisco. Uh, he has the same kind of route, uh, routes he runs, the same kind of role he's filling, and I think that's only expanding. And it only took one player to complement Kelsey and Pacheco to make this offense go. You needed a three-headed monster, and they got it with Rice. So now they're peaking. They're winning on the road in the playoffs. They're playing in a familiar stadium against a team they played just last year and crushed in San Francisco. And um, I, 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 like I said, I, I just don't know how this could set up any better. Uh, and, and the peaking part probably is maybe the most underrated yet nebulous thing to deal with because it's so hard to get your team mentally ready. You can think with a great week of practice, Seren, that's true. But when you get down to it sometimes, it just doesn't take hold. This team clearly with the performance is peaking at the right time. Yeah, they are. And, and, you know, one of the things that's kind of happened with the Patriots at times, too, you know, they, no one's rating the coaching staff, right? They took Matt Nagy, but now he's back, and he's not at the top of anybody's list, so there's familiarity there with the offensive coordinator. Uh, but Steve Spagnolo continues to be there. The 49ers, they're on, you know, they, Robert Salah coordinated this defense uh, in 2019 when the Chiefs and Niners met in the Super Bowl. Then Demeco Ryan's. He got hired away as well. So a lot of the Jets, Ryan's and the Texans, and now it's Steve Wilkes. The continuity side and the experience side uh, of the coaching is on the Chiefs because teams want the younger, you know, sexier name, and so that should be an advantage for the Chiefs, the fact that this coaching staff is largely untouched. It is, and it's great that they've come back. Getting Nagy back was great. Steve Spagnuolo's in his uh, eighth season with Reed and fifth with the Chiefs. And his concepts and schemes have clearly taken hold with the performance we're seeing. It's the youngest defense uh, in the NFL to play in a Super Bowl. And uh, they're hanging their hat on that, so the future there is bright. And I just think that, that coaches like coming to Kansas City. There are a lot of cities that aren't great to be in. There are a lot of head coaches to coach under that are not great. There are a lot of organizations with GMs and ownership that are distasteful, and, and you do it because it's a job in the NFL, but you're kind of looking over your shoulder. I think when they get to Kansas City, I think when they get to Kansas City, they say, this is a place where I can really put some roots and, and coach cutting-edge football with an organization, as I've laid out with Reed, that has all the tools to make me and my job succeed and yet you know provide something for my family and some stability. And coaching for Reed is great. Every coach that has been under him. If you talk to him, once they step away from Kansas City, they always say those are the best years I've ever coached. He was the best guy I was under, ever under. And, and I think those things matter a great deal. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we talked uh, with Chase Daniel, and I said, what is it about? What makes him so successful? He said, you know, he said there's the obvious, the schematics and all those things that he can do. But he said he also just absolutely has, uh, you know, command of the room. And when you have a team meeting, it's like five minutes. He said, you know, you bring the whole team together. He said, you hang on every word. Every word he says is important. You listen to every word, but he doesn't keep you hanging around, wasting time. He seems to have, 
you know, figured out really what, and I talked to Donovan McNabb. He talked about Andy being a little bit more of a disciplinarian early on, but then kind of finding his way to, yes, he was still strict. Yes, there were still expectations, but that, you know, he became more of, you know, that, and Chase Daniel used this term, grandfather, to where everybody, no one wants to disappoint Andy Reid. So he's really found the right rhythm of discipline, players coach, expectations, you know, all those things. He seems to, you know, the people part of it, he seems to get as well as maybe the scheme part. Yeah, well said. He doesn't micromanage. He gives these guys a chance to coach. Um, You watch his demeanor on the sideline. He never shows any kind of animated, uh, you know, gesture or, or, you know, he's not herky-jerk. He is the same guy every day. And that resonates with players. And uh, something that Travis Kelsey said to our CBS crew earlier this season, that he really connects one-on-one, treats every, every player individually, and, and, and really, really connects with every player. He knows what's going on at home. He knows what's going on in their lives. He, you know, coaches 53 different ways because he's got that on the roster. And, and, and that, that is a pretty unique thing to have now maybe it's because of just him being a father he's been married a long time he's coached under some great people uh you know all those experiences give him the recipe to do what he's doing right now uh kyle shanahan on the other side obviously one of the best play designers one of the uh, you know better play callers that are out there is third time at the super bowl once as an oc second time as a as a head coach and uh you know he's the one that's got all the pressure maybe more than anybody Right, the pressure is on him to win that first championship. As much as quarterbacks are measured by championships, coaches are. I know you get a chance to talk to him. Do you get a sense that he's, you know, immune to the pressure or at least equipped to handle the pressure? No, I, he's kind of just beginning his head coaching journey. You know, he's been there what five years, and and I get all that, and 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 I know that he's he's uh, considered a veteran coach, but he's still so young. There's so much to go. He's got the right GM ahead of him and John Lynch, and a, and a terrific ownership in San Francisco. These are two very strong franchises, which have the right, you know, pedigree at all levels of the franchise. And so, no, I, I, I mean, listen, I think it, it, the pressure he's putting on him uh, will, will be more self-inflicted than anything else. Um, he's making the, the Super Bowl with a second-year quarterback who is the last player drafted, and, the, and, and he's, the, he's the last quarterback taken. And no one saw, I mean, a year ago, two years ago, no one saw something like this happening. And the kid has come out and taken him to two straight NFC Championship games. And had he not got hurt last year, may have beaten uh, Hurts in Philadelphia. Uh, takes him in his second year to a Super Bowl. Um, that's coaching. That, that, that's, that's resonating with the player, knowing exactly what his bandwidth is and, and, and inserting what he needs to and adding when he needs to. So... Around the league, Shanahan actually, quite frankly, is viewed kind of as a young Andy Reid. I, I think yeah. he's got a lot of those same qualities. I've, I've heard that. You know, that, I've heard that exact phrase. Is that that's where he is, and and he's you know wearing the same kind of thing. Like, well, can he win the big one? Right, which is always unfair uh, because only one team can win it. Right, and so. Yes, it's the ultimate goal, but I like what you said, too, about him being young, that he's, he's got more time to do it. Um, but, I, you know, everyone I talk to that's been around him says he's great, right? People that have worked in his organization talk about how great he is. But, you know, 
it speaks to how important that quarterback is, right? And Brock Purdy's had a sensational year, and Kyle Shanahan gives him a lot of the weapons to be great. But, you know, it's it's when you get that quarterback that can get you the new set of downs or get you the, uh, the big play when it doesn't look like it's there, that's what makes you truly great. Can Brock Purdy play great for at least a game? He's not Patrick Mahomes career-wise, but do you think he can play at a level where he can be great for one game? Oh, I, I definitely do. He, he's, he has just enough maneuverability, just enough arm, um, but maybe his greatest asset is his ability to read quickly on the snap. He's, a, he's not a, I don't know, a, a genius goes, goes a long way, and that, that's, a, that's a loose term I'm not going to throw out there, but the, the kid is very adept at, at deciphering defenses, and that's been talked about all season long. He, he reads well. He knows the playbook. It, it, nothing is too much for him to absorb. And these are all terrific qualities. Um, and and I, I think that he, he takes advantage of every ounce that the good Lord has given him in his head and is with his ability. But I do think he has enough. Yes, I really do. Uh, to, to, to be a, 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 I mean, listen, he had the best quarterback rating in the league this year. He drew for over 4,200 yards. Um, that was a 49er record. The organization that is Brody, Montana, and Young. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. Uh, what he's done two years in the league is incredible. And, and, and he is, he and Shanahan are now joined at the hip. I mean, they are, they are sympathetic. They, they are one in the same. And, and that's what, a, that's what a coach wants. That's how Reed and Mahomes are. They are one and of one mind and one, one direction with their compass both pointed in the right direction and the same direction. So that, uh, those are things that make me think that, uh, you know, Purdy has taken a lot of hits. It's because he doesn't have the measurables. It, he doesn't have the things that start weighing and measuring quarterbacks with. Uh, a great college predicate, although he played well at Iowa State and a four-year starter. Um, but but he, he, doesn't, he doesn't come in with the wow factor. And I think that's what forces people to begin to, you know, look at him in a different light and through a different lens. We're talking to Kevin Harlan. He'll call the action right here on Sports Radio 810 WHP, courtesy of our friends at Westwood One. Let's get to our final four. It's courtesy of the University of Kansas Health System. If you're playing sports, you want to play your best when a sports injury slows you down. See the same experts who care for these Kansas City Chiefs of uh, the University of Kansas Health System. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine. Kevin, I'll start you with this. Uh, would you ever climb the sphere? No, and I saw that guy doing it. Did they ever catch him? Did he ever fall? I never saw what happened. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea how he got up there. I have no idea where he went. All I saw was the little video of him up on top, and I and I was I was I was afraid. I was nervous just looking at a video. I was uh, same way, Seren. He's probably sitting in the clink listening to this interview. That's fine. I can confirm um, he was booked. He was good. booked. Okay, okay. Yep, I saw right. I saw the mug yeah. shot. You and I, okay. you and I will. What, what did he look like? Did he look like he was just like nutty? <laughs> he, uh, you know what it was? It turns uh, out it was the same guy that was on the field that when you made the call about the uh, police coming out and making the tackle. Oh no, that guy! He he's resurfaced yeah. again. Unbelievable! Yeah, <laughs> See, I thought they had thrown away the key and he was locked up. Though, so clearly he has gotten out. No, I would never get on the sphere. And I know I have a, a comrade in you. As well, we are two people. As brave as we are, we're not getting on top of that ball. He actually yeah. had a shirt on that says "Call this, Harlan." 
I mean, that's yeah. the invitation we're all looking for, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Kevin, do you have a favorite call that you've made? What's What's Kevin's favorite call of Kevin? Well, I, you know, I, some of the calls I make I don't even think about, and, and people like them. And to be quite honest, I, I guess I'm always trying to get the best call, and I, I would like to think, um, without trying to sound you know, trying to sound humble, is I I'd like to think my best call is ahead of me. Uh, okay. Whatever that might be, but uh, you react in the moment. Everything is organic. You you let your passion kind of come through in those moments that require it. And um, you know, so far it's kept me employed. Uh, I don't know how much longer that'll last, but so far so good. But I don't know that I have one, Saran. I, I I've done so many and and uh, and covered these these wonderful events. But uh, I sure enjoy what I do and. Um, I, I, like I said, I'd like to think that maybe my best call is to come. Uh, just so you know, Kevin, uh, calling a Super Bowl is generally a good sign that the employment will continue. I just want to <laughs> ease your mind a okay. little bit on that one. Um, all right. Who is, uh, who is uh, if, if, if Patrick Mahomes is the Tom Brady, who's his Pey- Peyton Manning? Who do you think it's going to be? Is Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson? Who do you think is going to be his rival? One that will actually beat him and maybe win a championship or two on his own like Manning did. Well, I think Burrow probably is in the driver's seat there, although Allen seems to have more reps and more experience with that scenario you're talking about. And if that's the case, maybe right now it's Allen. But I think it's going to expand. Well, it was Brady and Manning, and I get that. I now see this as Mahomes, and and I'm going to put another quarterback in there too. And I think the four are going to be linked uh, for the next decade. And I'll put Lamar Jackson. I'll put Josh Allen. Um, I'll put Herbert, and I'll, and I'll put Joe Burrow. I, I, I think it could be any one of those guys or all of them at the same time. I think that's what kind of great group this is going to go down in history as being. All right, and finally, how many championships does Patrick Mahomes win when his career is all said and done? Well, um, uh, let's see. I, I think he's got, and you're talking Super Bowls, yeah. NFL championships. I think he's got at least two more, at the least. Okay. And he'll probably make three to four more appearances. I. I, I truly believe that that position, uh, it, it, you know, it, there is a there is an elite level and there is a good level. He is at the elite level, and there are not too many people up there with him. And the way this guy coaches, and the way that team drafts, and and the way they seem to always replenish that roster, uh, I, I can't help but think that, like I've said, this is a long stretch, and we're probably just at the halftime of it. So that means another five to seven years of the same kind of production. And if it weren't that, I'd be stunned, and I'm expecting it, quite frankly. He's the best in the business. You'll hear his call right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, the home of the Super Bowl, the home of the NFL, is here on 810. Kevin, thank you so much. By the way, Mike Garozo says to tell you hello. I love uh, that guy. I love his food, and I love that man. I love yes. I love his kids, too. He, 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 uh, he, I took a photo with Mike while I was talking with you. He is not oh, shy. He is not shy. So I wanted to pass that along. So I've, I've now done my job, and there will be no harm that comes to me from this point moving forward. Uh, I love from, that uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I, Kevin, you're the man. Have a great call. We'll talk to you next week. Get home safely, Seren. Thank you very much. Take care.